Craft Beer Radio, episode 404, on November 30th, 2016. Welcome all you psycho killers to Craft Beer Radio 404. We found it. It's right here. That's Beer not found, joke. huh? That's an internet joke. I guess it's a web joke. Anyway, uh, I'm Greg. I'm Jeff. This is Craft Beer Radio. We have in front of us five beers. Uh, two of them were provided by Dan. Thank you, Dan. Just get that out of the way. Uh, well, thank you when we drink the beers as well. But I think we should start with this brown ale. What do you say? Sounds good. That's probably the best place to start. This is from Pearl Street. Pearl Street is in Wisconsin. This is a DTB Brown Ale. So Third Street in downtown La Crosse is world famous, they say. Four uh, bars on one street than anywhere else. Wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Uh, they use seven malt varieties. 5.5% alcohol by volume, and voted most likely to be life of the party. <laughs> DTB, down to... It is to... a gold medal winner at the World Beer Championships. Okay. Down to brew? Down, DTB? Mm, I don't know. Downtown brown, I think. Oh. It's uptown taste. Oh, okay. I was thinking it was like the, you know, DTF, you know, type... <laughs> Hops with both American and British hops. So the color is uh, you know brown ale ish. You know it's got uh, it's a dark tea, not super dark, but uh, brown tea like color. So it has a little reddish hue to it, sure. almost like a pretty clear. It sounds like some Maris Otter on there. Yeah. So the aroma. I'm not sure if I'm picking up Maris Otter per se, but getting kind of a bread, bready uh, yeah, words, things, uh, like a... Oh. Well, it's nutty, too. It has some, some nuttiness coming through. Some, like, roasted hazelnuts or something oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Bread crust. A little bit of light hopping on the nose. You can, you can just pick it up a little bit. A bit of roastiness there too, I think, underneath the, the nuttiness. It's a little cold, so we're warming it up. With yeah, <laughs> took a guys. sip. It has a um, has a pretty nice body to it. It um, kind of get a big toffee flavor is kind of the upfront flavor on it, and it's a little little roasty, but I think toffee is is kind of the main component there. I think okay. maybe the nuttiness is kind of like on the late aftertaste. I'm getting like that hazelnut, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different malts. They sent, they mentioned seven different malts, and you can tell that there's a lot of different um, layers of malt going on. Uh, it almost tastes like what I might expect a, a brown porter, because I think there's a sort of a little bit of a discrepancy with a roasty note, okay. um, a little bit. So not quite what I'm expecting when I think brown ale. Um, but I think it's uh, so far. I'm, I'm enjoying the flavor. Mm-hmm. Just if I were if I were sticking purely to style guidelines, which I don't necessarily recommend anybody do. Oh no! But it, it's a it's a milestone. 
Right. What we mean by milestone, it's kind of like a place to start when we describe right. out yes. from there. Mm-hmm. Common vocabulary. Hmm. There's a slight, like a slight hit of fusel or something on there. Like I'm not tasting it, but on the smell, I'm getting something that's kind of a little burny. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's, it feels like there's a little plasticky. Look at the smile, smiley face on your beer. Yes, my beer is smiling at me. Yeah, I, I think I'm detecting it in the aftertaste. Um, late, a little bit of, I don't know, plasticky, a little Band-Aid at the end. Okay, I'm not uh, tasting it yet, but I am smelling it. Nothing too foul, nothing too uh, too crazy, but enough to, to say, okay, there's there may be an issue somewhere here. It's two months old. Yeah. That 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 shouldn't should be within the shelf yeah, life. It should be within the shelf life for sure. Quiet. I'm just I'm wondering if it's compounding or not. I'm wondering I mean now that I'm focusing on it, of course it's gonna be compounding. Yeah. I mean I just took a big sniff and it's like ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm Still not sure whether that's just the interplay of the malts or that's actually a fusel note. Well, if it's the interplay of the malts, it's not a it's not necessarily yeah. um, good combination. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel thin to me, right? It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a didn't pour like it was infected. Mm-hmm. It did, doesn't feel like extra critters were in there thinning out the body when fermenting it. Uh, just has that little bit of hotness to it. So I'm trying, going to try to not pay attention to the hotness, which is like... <laughs> it's like trying to concentrate on, on not concentrating. It's <laughs> impossible. Clear your mind. Yeah, I, th- I think that there's a good, a, a decent like brown porter going on there. Um... I think there is that fusel thing that you that we notice particularly. You know, we we like to warm up the beer too, so that that could yeah. be something to it. Um, brown ales don't aren't necessarily great. At, I mean, a great brown ale should be great, but yeah, not every beer is great at sixty degrees. You're you're right. I mean, but then we're not going to have much to talk about if we're drinking mm. the beers. Right, if we drink at 60 degrees, and what, you know, we're going to, oh, that, that tastes good. And that's not why, you, uh, presumably, not why you listen to this show. Right. So, yeah, okay, so not not quite the uh, the best way to start, but hey. Things can only improve, well, I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but that's true. But uh, we'll hope that things will improve. Odds are. Odds are that things will improve. So that beer got a 404 error. <laughs> oh, we found it. <laughs> Oh, so it's a uh, 503 five, so, Well, 500 would be... Server error. Yeah, oh, 503, right. <laughs> Trying to remember all my HTTP codes. Yeah, Nerds! 400s are client-side errors, and 500s are server-side mm. errors. Mm-hmm. So what are we pouring now, Jeff? We're drinking Soul Hunter. Where is it? Where is Soul Hunter from? It is from Toppling Goliath. Where is Toppling Goliath from? 
Iowa. <laughs> Testing me since I had a problem with the abbreviation. Left. Indiana, Illinois. This Iowa. is this is a, a one of the Dan beers that yes. we mentioned. Soul Hunter, five point two percent alcohol by volume, seventy IBU. So we got some clarification from Dan and from other people about Toppling Goliath. Uh, it said it was brewed via Florida or something. Uh, Brew Hub is a contract brewer in Florida. Okay. So that's who they use to make some of their beers. Mm. And Dan followed up with the um, one we had last week, which was Pseudo Sue mm-hmm. is American Pale Ale, not an American IPA. I see. Telling us. Well, this is also, they call it an American Pale Ale at 70 IBU. That's a lot for a pale ale, but hey, we have it is an, it is American, so maybe not. <laughs> oh, and you also mentioned he yeah. did not put the two hundred three cent stamps on that box, so that happened at the post office. <laughs> the post office, I just wanted to get rid of some stamps. Uh, so this looks like um, if if you took orange juice and kind of put a little bit of uh, like diluted it with a little bit of brown food coloring or something, because <laughs> it's yes. it's just it, it's like. It's a hazy, darker orange. Yeah, but it's not as murky as those murky no. IPAs, you know, if, which people often describe as orange juice. So I just think that your your description was loaded with a preconception of one of those murky IPAs, and it's not that cloudy. It's, I mean, I'm just talking about the color. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just referring to the color. It, it's a darker orange juice like color in terms of the haziness and in terms. Sure. Of the- I mean, it looks kind of like. Um, a Belgian strong golden, you know, like a okay. duval or something like that. That's yeah. the color of it. It actually the head pours big, rocky, fluffy head. It looks a lot like if I was handed. If you had to compare it to if I, this, if, if I was just handed this and not um, able to smell it, mm. I would have guessed Belgian strong golden. Okay, I, I, but I, if you had to compare that color to something that's not beer, what would you call that? Bronzish. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Has a, you mentioned like that brown food color thing. It has like mm-hmm. this burnt, like it's like a burnt gold or something yeah. like that. Burnt sienna. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has a lot of a head. Big. Something like galaxy aroma off of it. Yeah, there's big hop aroma, and it's an interesting hop aroma. I'm getting um, orange pith. I'm getting. Like dried pineapple type flavor. So, by the way, Soul Hunter is his S O L because there's a sort of Mars uh, theme going on, and days on Mars are called Souls. Very nerdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be instead of Galaxy, they do mention, they don't mention any of the hops in the description, but they say. Uh, our goal is clear. Pursue the sun and harvest the power extracted from an equinox. That makes you think maybe equinox hops are... Yeah. Uh, it smells really good. I'm yeah, still passion fruit, uh, some orange, a little bit of pineapple. So that's why I went you know, to Galaxy immediately. Maybe Mosaic, too. I'm getting any vanilla? Not right now. No. You can Motueka? Um, I, I just thought I smelled like a hit of vanilla in there. But it's 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 fleeting, if anything. Mm. It smells really good. It does smell good. There's something a little like grassy or floral about it too. It's not all tropical and citrus fruits. There's something that's kind of like um, 
I can go nerdy about why this label is, is, is completely <laughs> inaccurate. <No. laughs> sun's too big. The sun is too big. Uh, but I suppose with atmospheric refraction, if you get the right, it is ju- on the horizon. Yeah, just the right thing on the horizon is possible. You're not going to wear a spacesuit like that on Mars, though. It's going to be way too heavy. That's a like That's an Apollo. Suit. Yeah, an Apollo spacesuit. <laughs> All right, that's enough nerdiness. (laughs) Just be happy they put an astronaut on the label. The um, the aroma on this, like when you really get in and dig, it gets those tropicals. But if you take a quicker sniff, it's a little more um, trying to me of like moss, like it's mossy or something like that. So it's like more of that forest. It's not really pine, but I'm getting kind of like this, like, mossy, dusky okay. type of room. Yeah, I, I can see where that's coming from. So it depends on, like, which angle of the aroma you get. It kind of can go different ways. Very bright and tropical. Um, still sticking with my galaxy call. Okay, it's I mean, a little it's a little brighter than mosaic. Um, could be equinox. One of those I'm thinking galaxy equinox. One of those two, okay. definitely phase three. You know, in that very tropical realm mm-hmm. where they're getting lots of really bright stuff, not a lot of dank sulfury notes. Um, For me, I'm getting so on the flavor. I'm not getting so much of that passion fruit or pineapple anymore. I'm getting something that's more citrusy like grapefruit, but then it's also tempered with some kind of dank type really? flavors as well. Yeah. So I'm getting something that's long. I'll take another sip here, but I mean, it, it feels a bit Simcoe to me. Well, let me, uh, let me burst in here and see if I can find something. It's there's little... Yeah. There's something there, right? There, there's something a little sulfury, right? But that's fine. I mean, you, you, it, if you put a lot of any hop, you're going to get some sure. sulfury notes in there. It's kind of that. I think it's translating from that mossy type thing that I yeah. was smelling. Yeah. Right. So this isn't just like tropical fruit basket. This has mm-hmm. some more earthy notes to it. So there could be. I don't know what the hop. That mm-hmm. bouquet on here is there could be some Simcoe or some. Uh, yeah, I think we're spending. Yeah, I'd like to spend less time just it, trying to guess I've, the hop. I, you know, there's. I don't have any. I don't have any mm-hmm. other information. Sometimes it's fun to be like, right. "This is." I mean, especially when you get when we get a phase three IPA, I like to kind of go mm-hmm. into the hoppings because I think there is interesting stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. But, um, but okay, let's just talk about the rest of this beer. There's a nice malt backbone here. There's good. Oh, I mean, I'm not talking about. I didn't mean, let's not talk about hop flavors. I just said, let's just stop pre- yeah, pro- I'm, pro- I'm prognosticating. Yeah. Okay. On, on the same page. Okay. There is a, yeah, so a good kind of French bread, um, maybe a little, maybe that's where the vanilla is coming. Because I'm thinking a little bit about French toast, and so there's a little bit of that. Because uh, it's, it's a slightly, mm-hmm. slightly toasted French bread. Underneath. Okay. Yeah, there's a sweetness to the bread. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, pallet drift always happens mm-hmm. what you have recently. Well, I had a sandwich up at camp, which was, you know, with some of that 
mass market Italian bread. It's mm. really dense, really sweet, and I'm kind of drawn to that as a call. For, I'm tasting this. Tropical notes, mostly, like I said, uh, in the like in the orange citrus bright mm-hmm. area, leaning towards some pineapple and some kind of passion fruit, but not really going all the way right. into those. And that's kind of why I don't think it's mosaic. But again, yeah. don't want to guess. <laughs> yeah, carried away on the pour and poured us a little more than we normally have, so we're. Only 5.2, though. It's not, yeah, but I mean, we're not huge. Out of, almost out of things to say. <laughs> not almost out of beer. It, it It's a good beer. It's not the most complex. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fine beer. Yeah. You know, uh, I would love to have this and drink it and take my time with it mm-hmm. if I didn't have to fill all that time trying to come up with interesting <laughs> ways to describe it. But no, it's, it's quite tasty. Want to do a commercial? Sure. That I think the font is a start is the Star Trek font because that E is is, is <laughs> okay. It, or it's, and it's, the R. It, it's close to the Star Trek. Yeah, font. It's, it's, it's inspired exactly. by it for sure. Yeah. All right. Commercial time. Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, what do I get my Santa baby? Well, <laughs> that's, that's the only joke I had. Sorry. <laughs> Christmas shopping season is well in full swing. Mm-hmm. 25 days from today. So you better get your Amazon shopping going. But instead of going to Amazon.com, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Yeah. Uh, it's easy. You know, maybe you can find a 54 convertible to <laughs> light blue. Oh, you got the karaoke version? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> So hurry down the chimney tonight. Tonight. Oh, you're doing William Shatner style. <laughs> I mean, if you don't think do of this, all, think of all the fun, the fun I've if you missed. Don't do Amazon. Think of all the radio. fellas I haven't kissed. Next year could be just as good if you check, check me off, off my, my Christmas, Christmas list. List. So yeah. Check stuff off of your Amazon list by going to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Buy whatever you want and maybe a yacht and then stuff will, will come to us. And you you probably even buy a karaoke, ver- karaoke version of Santa Baby. You probably can, but why would you when it's on YouTube already? He needs the, the deed to a platinum mine. There's a lot going on in this song that, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I never really got past the the weird sexual assault part, but, um, the, yeah, the, wow, she's asking for a lot. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone for putting up with that nonsense. All right, what's next? All right, um... Wirebucker? That one's pretty... Uh, it's pretty sour. So is this one probably? Yeah, I think probably should do the epic next, just so we're not burned out. You don't want to do that as in between sours. <sighs> we can. We can do. We'll do the wirebucker. Right. So I picked this up at the local store. I was grabbing some stuff for Thanksgiving. And this is the Weyerbacher Tart Nouveau Session Sour. 
3.9% of Flames, 7 IBU, hopped with Apollo. Um, it is a spring seasonal, so it's been around for a while. Um, but it should be fine. It's not really a spring... Well, I guess it could be a spring seasonal, but I was surprised to see when I brought it home it was packaged on December 18th, 2015. So. Oh, well... Still, that may, I mean... Yeah, maybe it's packaged in December for spring. But, um... No, re- no worries about that age, because it is a sour culture beer. Yeah. Uh, they say kettles... So this looks like, um... I, I Based on what I'm reading here, this says kettle sour with lacto. Uh, it's not a goza. It looks like it's more of a uh, Berliner Weiss. But it could not. But I don't know if there's wheat in there, so I don't know. It's just so they say. Did they say anything about fermentation? Uh, they just say kettle sour with lacto. Well, golly! Um, all right, let's let's. I won't spoil anything. I've had one of these, mm-hmm. so I won't spoil anything. But uh, I would have not pegged this one as a kettle sour. So on the oh. aroma. Mm. It's tangy, it's tart, it's a little bit cheesy. Definitely has the lacto coming in. There's, I don't quite get... Um, but I'm, I mean... I don't quite get yogurt yet, you know? Which I'm is what you yogurt. I'm getting like a washed rind cheese. I'm getting... So Bravica calls us an American wild ale, so... But it's, not, but it's just, it's kettle sour, not a wild. Take a taste of this the color is copperish, a little bit lighter, and there's. Hmm. Yeah, when I smell this thing, a little cherry note, something like that. Yeah, there's definitely a, a cherry type thing. There is a little bit of like I said that rind cheese rind. There's a little bit of. Um, you're not kidding me? Even like no, just 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 around it right now. Just just blueberry, too. Maybe that. Yeah, blueberry. It's definitely it's sour, but it's got a nice that first taste. I, I actually it, it came out with a nice sweetness to balance that mm-hmm. at the end. So it didn't it overwhelm has, me. With sour. It has a big sour bite. Uh, you feel it in the back of your throat, sides your mouth, sides your cheeks, and. You know, as I'm tasting this, it, it's making me think of a, a sour culture. It tastes kind of like a Flanders or something like that. Does not hit me as a kettle sour. <clears throat> Originally, Tart Nouveau debuted in March of 2013 as our brewer's select offering, Zulu. Zulu was an experiment in making a new Weyerbacher sour that we could run through the draft system and our packaging equipment without risking any sort of contamination with the funky souring bacteria. Hmm. So, culture now. I wonder if the year in the bottle something grew. I wonder if that's it because I mean, when I opened the first bottle of this thing, I was expecting a kettle sour, and this is—I think this is much more complex. I, I think that there's a lot of interesting malt stuff going on. That is 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 giving it some interesting. I mean, it's coming back with. This this nice toastiness. All, all the beers so far have been t- at least a little mm-hmm. bit toasty. Mm-hmm. There's some nice toastiness here. Some nice f- malt forward stuff on a sour that that that's uh, not I'm not used to. 
It's giving it, yeah, it's giving it definitely some some really interesting complexity. The it doesn't taste really yogurty. Maybe in the late aftertaste you can pick up some of that, but the it's it's really interesting. It's not a goza. It doesn't have a salt quality. It doesn't have right. the same kind of fruit. But it's not Berliner either because yeah. it has it has some of those like the blueberry or mm-hmm. um, maybe something like a bit of strawberry in there. There's these these flavors. These, it's more Belgian-y. It yeah. is. You know, I, I'm trying to think. This bottle, maybe because of the other beers I've had in the flight tonight, this one doesn't. The other bottles I've had, I had two other bottles so far, and they both reminded me of like a Golden Flanders, mm. like which is a style that doesn't really exist. But this is a golden beer, but it had this more it had the cherries. It had yeah. that acidicness. It had you know kind of the the acidic you know acidic type flavors of a, of a um, Flanders. I'm not tasting that, but it could be the hops that are on my tongue right now. I'm still. I, I wonder. This yeah, beer I wonder if age a made a, a difference. I wonder if age makes this beer better. I mean, it, it could be, but if there's, you know, if they produced it like the description says, where it wasn't anywhere near their barrels, mm-hmm. then what would have caused it to gain the complexity? You, they figure best case a Berliner Weiss is just going to oxidize. You know, it's not going to. It's not going to improve and and become more complex and more interesting. Yeah, and unless it just happens to luck into it, I mean. Oh, and for the kind of sour that I got for the price of this six pack, I mean, it, it it's a bargain. I might go back to that same store and see if they have more old six packs <laughs> of the Wirebacher. Not to mention at three point nine, you're you're in sessional. You're in okay. definitely. This is big time yeah. for fill. I mean, it's a big time sipper because it's so acidic and tart. Mm-hmm. And it's only four percent, less than four percent. It's, it's got a lot of good things going for it. Yeah, this is good. It's real good. <laughs> yeah, get more of this. Wow. All right. Any beer news? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Do I know of any? <laughs> probably not. Let me take I've been in the at... woods for the last three days. My head, my brain hasn't kicked back in yet. You and you're not checking the internet every day. How how dare you? It was a light checking the internet. Mm. No no deep scouring. No not really engaging or replying. Um, oh, the craft beer and brewing magazine best beer in 2016 critics' choice as okay. opposed to the reader's choice. Let's see what we got here. Because reader's choice, you never know. But uh, so Stan. Our friend Stan Herminus. Hieronymus. Hieronymus. Hermos is a Herminus, the Hermione? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hieronymus. <clears throat> Top new breweries. He says, right proper brewing in Washington, D.C. Creature Comforts in Athens. We've had Creature Comforts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Forbidden Root in Chicago. Zebulon Artisan in Weaverville. And uh, Casey Blending and Brewing in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. The Weaverville was in North Carolina. Most underrated regional or national brewery, Wisconsin Brewing Company. Top beers of the year. The Blue Jacket and Brasserie de la Seine collaboration Gray Jacket. They haven't had that. There's going to be a lot of beers we haven't had, so see if there's anything that we have had. Uh, 
<laughs> was that really any the, better? Uh, New Laris Brewing 2016 Al Brun. There's okay. one that, yes, absolutely, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Um, Sierra Nevada and Marabrow's Oktoberfest. That's interesting. Uh, for the guys who are wondering if they're any near you, uh, Second Shift Brewing uh, from Missouri, their Katie is a Saison. Sounds good. Uh, Four Hands Brewing uh, Citywide from St. Louis. Marble Brewery Pilsner, they're in Albuquerque. Um, Side Project Brewing Beer de Pays, they're also in St. Louis. Uh, Sierra Nevada, of course, okay. is there. And the Perennial Ales uh, Suburban Beverage, in St. again, in St. Louis. <laughs> Interesting, favorite beer trend. Corn is being acknowledged as a suitable beer ingredient after years of shame. Oh, okay. I like that. I, I definitely, because corn can add a, excuse me. Excuse yeah, me. Corn can add, add some great yeah. nuance when you use it properly. Not use it as, you know, an adjunct to supplement most of your barley. Least favorite beer trend, pH has become the new IBU. Instead of bragging about the bitter units in their beers, too many brewers have begun to cry about how low, the, basically how acidic something is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We talked about how, uh, you know, sours was a trend for, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite new hop is Mistral. I don't think I've had that. Uh, best beer-related experience of the year is the Ales Through the Ages in Colonial Williamsburg in March. That sounds cool. Oh, and there's more, huh? There's another oh, critic. There's, there's more critics. Yeah, we, we, we don't have to get into that now. Yeah. We can get on to the next beer. Sounds like a plan. That was the Weyerbacher Tart Nouveau. Uh, December 2015 bottling. If you see an old bottle of that on the shelf, as long as it's not sitting in the bright sunlight, go for it. This is another beer that I picked up at the store. So, from Epic Brewing in Utah, the Hopulent IPA. It's got stuff and things. Don't have any other information on it, unfortunately. It's part of their Elevated series. It's 8.9% alcohol volume. Their label misprinted a little bit wrong here. What batch is this? Because this actually, case this beer has changes to the grain bill and seasonal. Ah, uh, it says Simcoe on it. Okay, it's a DEN number three three eight four Simcoe. Let's see. Let me see that bad boy. Is there a num- other number here? There's above it in the. Uh, see the. Yeah, I see it. Misprinted above it. There's Release one fifty five. Okay. Maybe I can look for that. 157. Uh, 155. Let's see. If that's here. Yes, okay. No. Not okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do have notes. I just got to find them. All right. So, beer pours pretty clear. It is a rich gold. The moderate head on it. The aroma. Alrighty, I got information. Okay. 
Malts that are used are two row ultra premium Maris Otter, Munich Malt Type 1, and Caramel Malt 20L. The Boyle, Columbus, Chinook, and Centennial, Hopback, Simcoe, Dry Hop, Whole Leaf Cascade, Chinook, and Columbus. Clearly in Phase 2 area. Mm, I mean, other than the Simcoe, it's all old hops, though. Right, but I mean, Simcoe, and you, you put a little, uh, you know, put some Chinook in there. I think Chinook straddles the line. Uh, 9.3% alcohol by volume. Uh, brewed 6-22-2016. Pack date 7-18-2016. A little old, but not terribly old. I bought a Jenny Gold, you yeah. expect. Old beer served here. You bought the local Giant Eagle. There, there are yeah. Giant Eagles that are well we curated. Last week, yes. And so the aroma of this one, it, maybe it's a hop faded a little bit, but you know there's still some decent hopping on there. Simcoe is kind of apparent. It maybe is a little earthy. There's a touch of citrus in there, but it's not really pronounced. The Simcoe, along with the kind of malty overtones, gets a little mushroomy. <laughs> I was just going to say, when I first sniffed it, I smelled like a caramini mushroom or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's great that you smelled it, too. I'd say this one's probably hop faded. Yeah. So on the flavor, it, it's kind of watery, right? You're not getting any real things standing out. I mean, the malts are there. It's providing like a moderately strong backbone. But you're not getting any really evident hop flavor. Getting it's it's kind of wordy. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, um, but like you said, I, I agree with that watery part. Like I remember when the almanac came through, and, and uh, that was wordy too, and I really liked mm-hmm. it because it was so wordy. Right. This doesn't feel like uh, he, like thick and wordy. It feels right. more. Thin. Yeah, that was another hop faded beer that yeah. we had had. So maybe that's. I don't think that's always Mm-mm. equivalent, but maybe. Hop faded beers that haven't yet oxidized could maybe lean that way or something. Perhaps, or maybe it's just the malt bills on both of them were, were relatively strong and the malt definitely fades slower mm-hmm. than the hops. Seems like there's still a fair amount of bitterness in here. Yes. But it's not really providing any adjunct, you know, side flavors. Yeah, the the Simcoe, I mean, is used well to the point where it's not very sulfury, at least when it's not uh, mm-hmm. at, at this faded point. I don't know what, it's, what it was like. When it was originally out, but again, you really can't get this anymore. This, this is yeah. uh, this is a formulation that doesn't exist anymore unless you go to an old, you know, to a giant eagle that doesn't stack stock the things well. The current one, I can tell you what the current one is, just so if you're curious. Sure. So, Epic's latest hopulent is one fifty nine, which I need to go back a couple times to get to. 159 is uh, boil with Simcoe and Mosaic, uh, hop back with Holy Centennial, and dry hop with Simcoe and Mosaic. So, 
going into phase three-ish with Mosaic, keeping some of the sulfurinous with Simcoe. But we've we've seen Simcoe uh, be used to 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 great ends mm-hmm. sometimes. So sure. It's not always just an oniony. No, absolutely. Oh, you finished it. Way to go. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Last beer is a beer sent to us by the beerists. Got a Jester King. And 18th Street Brewery. Multifarious. Multifarious. Yeah, the label is practically <laughs> unlegible. <laughs> uh. So, 18th Street Brewery and and Jester King. Is this, is this a sour stout? It is a farmhouse oatmeal stout with smoked malt. So, maybe it's not sour. Well, farmhouse is... Farmhouse doesn't necessarily mean sour. It doesn't necessarily mean sour, but they call every one of their beers farmhouse, I think. Or most all of them. <laughs> okay. Um, of course, a ginormous head. And it's smoky. Very smoky. Lots of smoke. The, the, <laughs> the color is very dark with like little red highlights, I think, but it's hard to tell because it's a huge amount of head. And it looks like a head's not going any place no, very no. quickly. You didn't pour much, I mean, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is six point six percent alcohol by volume, but it it's still like <laughs> there's there's considerably more head than beer in the glass right now, and we'll see if that changes. So, and not a peat smoke. This one. This is. More towards the mesquite yeah. zone. Yeah, I would say it's kind of it smells mesquite to me, but I'm hardly a, a yeah. wood smoke expert. But they are in Austin, Texas, so mm-hmm. mesquite would be something indigenous to them. You probably haven't listened to the beerists lately. They've changed the end of their show. Instead of doing rankings like we do, now they just go through and they kind of give it a uh, a buy try. Or die, like you know, just kind of give it like thumbs up, thumbs down type yeah. type rankings mm-hmm. for it. So they've <clears throat> it, it's um, it's easier <laughs> than trying to, to rank them. I think. So but, if we wanted to do that, what would we, we would do craft <laughs> or radio. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is you know they they made this nice easy ranking thing, but like it seems like Grant so often like tries to, like put like. New ones like in the middle. Like, sure, he wants more degrees of <laughs> like half a die and half <laughs> a, a die plus buy minus die with die with buy. If you're willing to try, die and buy. <laughs> well, he had a side, but not so outside. <laughs> but it, which is between? Well, I mean, there's so many I words you could use: shy, mm-hmm. cry. It definitely <laughs> cry. That should come up. Uh, sty like in your eye. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, anyway, that's the Beerist podcast, the... thebeerist.com. If you guys haven't listened to it, you probably should check them out. Just, they... don't, just don't stop listening yes. to us. Again, they contributed to the Beerist. That's why we're talking about them. Among other things, they're their friends too. Uh, yeah. It's, it's black very... like an oatmeal stout. It's kind of brownish, actually, too. 
flavor, smoke bowls over everything else in the first yeah. sip. Oh, wow. <laughs> you okay, bud? Yeah, just it, it surprised me. I, I wasn't expecting it to be that smoky. Um, and it almost tasted like when you're done with the charcoal on a grill and you can sort of, okay. there's a lot of, like, it, and maybe it gets aerosoled for some reason, you can sort of taste that. It tastes like a smoked salad. I mean, there's... It, it tastes like smoke. Yeah, it's. Really... It tastes like liquid smoke. Like like someone made a. Because I can't taste anything underneath that. Not really. I mean, I can taste. Knowing that there's an oatmeal stout under there, I can drink. I taste that, but I don't taste anything that is anything near. Um, Farmhouse, like it tastes yeah. like a clean. It tastes clean, if yes. anything. Yeah, I, I feel the texture of a stout. I don't know about oatmeal stout; it doesn't feel slimy. It didn't, you know, I don't have the, the oatmeal thing yet. Mm-hmm. I've only had two sips so far. I feel the texture of a stout there, but in terms of taste, all I'm getting is smoke. All I'm getting is just smoke. Acrid. <laughs> Not completely displeasing, but if you are not expecting smoke, and, and not that I was, I mean, I was expecting smoke and I still went, ah, back there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's shockingly drinkable for what it is. At the same time, it's not very drinkable because it's so mm-hmm. just smoke there's really not many more dimensions to it but i'm not like gagging on it yeah i mean as i drank it i got kind of used to the smoke i could taste the stout i think or i'm just convincing myself that i could but yeah the smoke is so big it bowls over anything else this beer really is offering i will say that it doesn't taste like an ashtray, but it does taste like burnt charcoal. So, I mean, I think it has a little bit of mesquite. Fla- I mean, it has mesquite flavor in there. It's not just okay carbon. Right. So okay, a little burnt wood. Right, mm-hmm. I'm thinking wood wood charcoal, not just right. not like briquettes. Right, it's smoky. It sure is smoky. It, it doesn't back down on the smokiness. Yeah, I can't really say I enjoy it, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's write some beers oh, okay. and get the heck out of here, huh? Try, buy, or die. <laughs> I wasn't saying we should switch our <laughs> thing, but... Uh, all right. I'll go first. In fifth place... <laughs> you'd think I'd want to put the, the, the DTB in fifth place because there was something wrong with it mm-hmm. but can I in good conscience even recommend this Jester King <laughs> um so what's, yes, I guess so, I could. So, so what's worse, uh, production flaw yeah. or a formulation that is 
unappealing. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm going to put Pearl Street in last place because I think that there may be somebody who, there may be some people who really want to just have a smoke monster. In that case, and this is then this gesture can I think is is great for that. Uh, it'll give you what you want in spades. Mm-hmm. So so grab a hold of this bad boy. Third place, I'm going to put the hopulent. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it probably would have been better if we got it fresh. What are you going to do? Not be in a rush when I'm beer shopping and make sure I don't <laughs> buy stuff that's ancient. Uh, in in the second place, so th- these these are pretty good, th- th- these other two. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna put the wirebucker in second place because I, I I'd like to try a fresher version, and okay. I want to see, you know, before I would you know just say yeah go after that. Uh, whereas Soul Hunter I think was pretty fresh and, and gave us exactly you know exactly what the brewer intended. I'm not sure that the wirebucker didn't just age great for some reason or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I so tentatively I, I think ten, tentatively I wanted to put the wirebucker in first place, but. Because of the age, I'm going to put it in second and put the soul, uh, but the, uh, um, is it the Topping Goliath in first place? Jeff. I, I, I like your rankings. I agree with the bottom three. The DTB from Pearl Street had a production flaw, most likely a production flaw in it, so. It was, but it was a light one, so you could still. You, yeah. Some people might like that beer, as is. But it, I think it kind of decimated the brown aliness mm-hmm. of the beer. And the uh, Jester King, the Smoke Bomb, Multifarious, it it was smoky. It <laughs> delivered that. It didn't really deliver much nuance and things that Jester King's really known for. And right. so I was I was kind of disappointed by that. Um, third place is going to be that epic. It's our, you know, I bought an old beer. It's not Epic's fault. And second place, hmm, I like your logic about the Wirebacher. Not sure how a fresh version is, but that was really good beer. It was. So I'm gonna put the Toppling Goliath in second and put the Wirebacher in first. The uh, Toppling Goliath was one of those beers where it was good, and we were enjoying drinking it, but mm-hmm. we were, had a hard time really. Filling the time talking about it. Right. I didn't penalize it for that. It's if you're drinking instead of thinking, it's perfect. I mean, it's it, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, when you're thinking and trying to add words to it, it's a lot of flavors that you've had before, but those are good flavors. So, all right. Oh, whoops. This 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 already ended. Thanks for listening to another episode of Craft Beer Radio. You can visit our website, craftbeerradio.com. If you want to email us, it's Jeff at Craft Beer Radio, Greg at Craft Beer Radio, Beer at Craft Beer Radio, Twitter at Jeff Bear, at CBR Greg, at Craft Beer Radio. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. 